Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's March 21st, 2017. Oh my god, Gray, this this podcast is so jam-packed. It's so much podcast! And now we have Ted in the background barking. <laughs> I didn't even hear him! Uh, no, I guess he stopped now. Oh, maybe I just hear Ted's barking in my head all the time. Alright, let's uh, go. This podcast is ridiculous. We have so much to get to today. We've got a couple pieces of news from spring. Then we're going to talk to Harold Dieterle, the Top Chef Season 1 winner, joining us back to talk his team and uh, how he avoided all of Gray's uh, sleeper calls, right? (laughs) (laughs) Damn you, Harold. (laughs) Uh, We're going to wrap up our pitcher discussion. Not too much because this podcast is already podcastier than our normal podcast. Because then we're going to wrap up with Half. Rapping Half. Do you think uh, Ralph will give us a rap? (sighs) I hope so. Ralph is like the best freestyler in the fantasy baseball community, which is saying absolutely nothing. <laughs> you don't think uh, you don't you don't think Keith Law gets down with some uh, some raps? Okay. I, Eric Carabell can drop a few bars. <laughs> oh my god, great! Well, we didn't even do a normal intro because we don't really have much uh, much time to waste. But are you doing okay? I'm just being sure you're doing okay. Oh yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Jimmy. Oh my god, you really don't want to waste time today. Uh, no, I'm I'm good. I was just trying to keep it short and sweet. What? You want me to go on? I can talk. <laughs> uh, Why did I open see. the door this to this? Weekend. What um... did I do this for? Oh my god. All right. Well, we'll just get straight into it. We've got plenty of silliness to get on through the show. Uh, J.D. Martinez hurt his foot. He's got a foot sprain. He's going to get a CT scan Friday, which is kind of a while. I don't know. This kind of this sounds like it could be scary. Yeah, I didn't have uh, I didn't have too much concern at first when they were like he sprained uh, his midfoot. It sounded pretty okay, uh, but and, and pretty okay is an official medical term, by the way. Um, but yeah, now I'm I'm concerned. I'm fully concerned, which is also a very doctory term. Uh, I'd say <laughs> I drop him at least. 
I want to say like at least two rounds, maybe three, uh, until we hear more. It could be, you know, hopefully it's nothing, but, you know, now he's got kind of that injury-prone label, and they're saying that, you know, they want to get a, they got a second opinion, and now they want to send him to a specialist. Anytime a guy has to be sent to a specialist, it's never a good thing. Uh, JD Martin, what with what we know now, JD Martinez or uh, David Dahl? Oh, Martinez still, but I mean, I could look like a fool and uh, like if someone listens to this in three days. I mean, as of right now, though, Dahl can't even swing a bat, and he's been you know he's already headed for the DL. Uh, whereas JD, I don't know right now. As of right now, they're just saying day to day going to see a specialist so who knows i mean there's so much unknown at this point with uh jd martinez but yeah i'm i'm not thrilled and i would i would knock him down at least probably at least three rounds and even at that point it would have to be the right scenario it's uh it's not good uh yasmani tomas has a oblique strain oh my god i've done three drafts i don't have him in nfbc which is still going on but that that's so many teams but i i got him in both my cbs auction and my first rcl and then he, then he gets hurt Ugh. yeah i actually draft him in the nfbc oh, you i did? like i like yasmani a lot his value is so good like i don't yeah, love him I but he's like so on cheap the, uh, like i was just rereading some of my rankings and just like you know, because I just sometimes like to reread should I write because that's the kind of narcissistic asshole I am. But I was uh, I was rereading what I said and I was like saying comparing him to Jonas Cepetis and it's like you look at their stats, he's really not that different. Like they are so similar and Yasmani goes like 150 picks after. Yeah. <laughs> like if Yasmani is a 30 homer five steel guy and Cepedes is what 30 homer seven steel guy I mean are they really that different and you I take Yasmani's park over uh, Cepedes's and I take Yasmani's lineup over the Mets um so yeah I mean I like I like Tomas a lot and I know an, an oblique injury too is usually like you know that's like a a 10 Two, 10 days to two week type injury. So I'm not that concerned. I would still draft Tomas around, you know, pick 200 overall, which is where he's going. Yeah, he's uh, going to be reevaluated uh, maybe in the next couple of days here. So we'll know more then. Uh, they're apparently thinking he might be ready for opening day. So this might even make him even more of a discount, especially for deeper leagues. So Yeah, totally. Yeah, no, I'm not concerned with Tomas at all. I would still aggressively draft him. I like him a lot. He's, uh, he's coming at a ridiculous discount. Uh, speaking of... Oh, you know who I was actually... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just realized who I was saying, uh, who I was really comparing him to was uh, Puig. Puig is going for around the same price as Tomas, and yeah. Puig hasn't done shit in, like, two and a half years. Yeah, that makes <laughs> like, no sense to me. Like, if Puig had done what Tomas did last year, if Puig had hit 30 homers and stolen, you know, like, five bases second last year, pick. he'd be second round Second round pick. Oh, yeah. Everyone would oh, go crazy without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, I'm right there with you. I mean, I, I understand Puig as a late-round flyer, which is fine, but Tomas actually did shit last year. And could easily do it again in a good park and a good lineup. Yeah, I don't. I don't get the hate for Tomas either. Totally agree. 
Uh, speak, speaking of Diamondbacks, uh, actually, hold on. I had one other thought for you. Speaking of reading Gray's writing, uh, your book's out. Have we talked your, I don't think we've talked your book on the podcast, have we? No, this is such a supersized podcast that we can talk about it next week. Uh, we'll I was, uh, week. I was on, uh, I did an AMA at Reddit today. Uh, so I sold, I sold some books over there. Uh, and people have been very generous on the site. I've sold a shitload. I mean, I've I've sold. I don't know how do you. I've, I don't know how to promote things. Like, do you say you sold a lot, or you sell it, or do you try and play it down? I don't you know. Don't, I'll I'll figure it out, and maybe oh my next, God, next pro- podcast I'll talk more about. Your promotion's about terrible. You don't talk about the selling of it. You talk about I put oh. a lot of thought into this, oh, okay. and, uh, right. and this I'll, is I'll some of the, the best I'll writing I'm I've sorry. done. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'll, I'll work on the promotion for next oh week. Oh my God! <laughs> I need to be like your marketing coach. I know. Jesus. I'm terrible at marketing. I'm really bad. It's like my worst. Thing. But yeah, no, I uh, I did the Reddit, and you know, people were very kind over there, uh, which is I think goes uh, is the antithesis of what Reddit is usually known for. <laughs> um, and then uh, yeah, I I was just all right. We'll talk about the book next week. Right. I'll just say it's a it's a humor essay book. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to it. I have not read it yet, but I'm going to read it for next week's show. How's that sound, Gray? Oh, awesome. That would be cool. Yeah, definitely. Look at that. You just sold another copy because you didn't give me one for free. I know. I love it. I, I sell Every time I sell a copy, I get a free lunch. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. But seriously, I help a lot of people with their teams. So you guys can get me a free lunch. I mean, yeah, that's, a, that's a good point. You get free comments for years. You can, I'm uh... the worst ever. I'm, it's like, imagine Jane Patterson goes on a talk show. It's like, oh, yeah, promote my new book. If you buy one copy, I get lunch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, it's awful. Oh, okay, yeah. all right, moving on. All right, sticking with Diamondbacks, Taiwan Walker has back-to-back eight strikeout games in four innings. He has 21 strikeouts to only one walk this spring. Do you care? I do. I like him. I liked him. As soon as he went to Arizona, I know we had a, uh, I know we've, I think me and you have a little disagreed on like the fact that he's in Chase Field, which could hinder him a little bit. But I think the move to the NL and going against those NL West teams and facing the pitcher instead of a DH, I like Walker a lot this year. I have him, I think I have him ranked inside the top 35 for starters. I'm a big fan. Uh, I'm trying to find them in your feverishly find them in your ranks here. I don't see it. Oh, there you go. Number 30 right now in your ranks. Yeah, there um, you go. Yeah, so that's aggressive. I like them. Yeah, I've got them. Uh, f- uh, where is he at in mine? Oh, my God. This is the worst podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm looking at your ranks again. No wonder I couldn't find him. I have him 42, so I'm not that far off. Uh, he apparently has a the new podcast where we do the research on the podcast. <laughs> He apparently has a new slider, so that can only help. It's just, you know, I didn't like that his, uh, he didn't change speeds good enough. But if, if he has a slider that's working as good as it's reported, I, I could see the breakout there. Uh, one last guy I want to mention with spring before we get to Harold is Yon Moncada is hot right now, Gray. He's hot. Yeah, I know. I actually, speaking of him, I should, I should take a couple minutes and move him down in my rankings because uh, I have him way too high at this point. I uh, I even say in the rankings, like when I'm talk when I'm discussing Mankata that 
if he's not going to break camp with the team, then I'm going to lower him. So just be forewarned that I have him ranked aggressively right now, but <laughs> he could move down. And I, I like what I'm seeing. He is hitting, but he, I, it doesn't look like he is going to break camp, unfortunately. Yeah, he does have a lot of errors. I think he had five errors, and that's something real teams care about. He's, he's cut down the strikeouts. So only two strikeouts in the last five games with three homers in there. Uh, getting a spring average well over 300 now. I don't know. I, I, I'm i going to have trouble drafting him in RCLs, but, man, I want to try to stash him in a lot of leagues. Yeah, I know. It's tough in a 12-team league like an RCL. So, like, 12-team mixed league, he he's kind of like last-round flyer that you put on your bench and hope he breaks camp. But you can't really, in a 12-team mixed league or shallower, you can't really hold on to a Mankata, uh, Mankata until, he, uh, until he gets called up in June, if that's what happens. So I like the flyer, but I don't necessarily think it's worth it in shallower leagues. All right, we'll, we'll run Mankata by half when we talk to them later in the show. But first, <laughs> let's talk to Harold. Gray, you excited to have Harold back on the show? Yeah, definitely. Love love me some Top Chef. But I, I look forward to talking to Harold whenever we can get him on. Yeah, so let's 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 catch up with Harold. Welcome back to the podcast, our good friend Harold Dieterle, Top Chef Season 1 winner. Good to have him back. Welcome back to the show, man. Good to have you. Thanks, boys. Good to be back. Happy to be here. What's happening? Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing great. First day of spring. Snow, there's snow on the ground in New York. It's uh, I'm ready for some baseball. I'm actually going to be in New York this weekend. Uh, I just realized I have the uh, Tout Wars draft. Maybe. Uh, oh, really? Maybe we can yeah, meet we can. on Saturday or something. Yeah, I'm only there for two days. I'll. Uh, uh, I'll send, the, yeah, I'll send the info. No, no. Pre- pretend like you're. Don't make a fake excuse. Pretend like you want to meet me, and then <laughs> and then yeah, we can do it yeah. off the and then off the air. We can pretend like we're never going to meet. Come on. <laughs> that sounds that, sound, that sounds that sounds lovely. You know, we'll get we'll get Kayla, we'll get we'll get Kayla in the house. You'll put your Weeders jersey on. We'll get everybody together. It'll be phenomenal. Uh, I'm gonna wear my yeah, exactly. I'll put on my my specially made Matt Weeders is the best prospect of all time jersey just for Keith Law. Exactly. Get them all. Get everybody all. Get them all fired up. I I got a question. So this is something that. Because you're a uh, a restaurateur, and for those who don't know, uh, Harold had a had how many restaurants did you have in New York? You you've closed them. I had, yeah, I had three. I'm yeah, we're semi semi retired. I'm a I'm a I'm a poor fantasy baseball competitor now. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, I had three. Uh, I had three. Yeah, three restaurants in the West Village. Oh, okay. All right. Well, there's a here's a restaurant question for you that this drives me mad. So. Coogs goes into a restaurant, and she always asks the people what they recommend. <laughs> they, they, she has no idea ever what to order. She's always like, "Oh, uh, what do you recommend?" And I'm always that's like, the worst thing you do. That's the worst taste. thing you do ever, right? Isn't that the worst? That's thing? the worst Thank thing because you. you know what that is. The chef, the chef is trying to push. Chef's trying to push whatever's got a couple days on it out the door. So the server's like, "Oh, the." You know the 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 wild sea bass is, is fantastic this time of year. No, no, no. no, no. Oh my God! The best, Thank you, Harold. Best, <laughs> the best way to do it. The best way to do it is go in and narrow it down to maybe two one one to three dishes. Like you know, two to three dishes. 
that I'm like, I, 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 I'm struggling to pick through because the server honestly wants you to have a good time because it, you know, their, their gratuity is, is, is kind of banking on it. So they aren't going to steer you in the wrong direction, but if you have it down to like two or three dishes, it's, it's definitely the way to go. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh my God. This has solved probably nine tenths of the problems that Coogs and I have. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You know, look, look, instead of going to a therapist, just give me a shot. Okay. If you could answer one more question then. So sometimes I get impotent on, Oh wait, actually, you know what? We'll, we'll talk oh, about oh, wait, that. JB, let's talk about the brewers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's turn the, I, I think Gray asked Jose Canseco something about impotency too, but uh, that, that one didn't go as well. Uh, so, My goodness. <laughs> so Harold, you, uh, you had your main draft recently. Uh, how's your team looking? Uh, you excited for the year? It's looking, it's looking okay. I didn't have a ton of picks. I kind of, I kind of, Shot my load and I went for it last year. Um, so it was I got a couple of guys I like. I am all I'm all in on on the Chris Sale this year. Interesting. I think keys. I know I know the velocities. I know you're not super high on him, JB. I'm I know not. The velocity was down a little bit, and I know I know he was pitching the contact a little. But I want to give you a quick analogy. Okay. So hypothetically speaking, you didn't have Greg doing the podcast with you every week. Oh my God, my life is so okay. much better already. <laughs> say you know, say the first week, say the first week, Smokey comes in and it's a total shit show. The following week, you got Lance, and then the third week, you know, Ralph shows up and he wants you to wear like a really uncomfortable Wrangler button-down shirt that's very abrasive on your skin. I, I would do like anything for Ralph. You can't do you can't do your best work like this. It's not it's not possible. Chris Chris Dale was like pitching the like he threw to like seven or eight catchers last year. It was a disaster. That, that is <laughs> true. I thought this I thought this whole analogy was because he cut up his jersey. <laughs> you were just you were you were just assuming he was going to be better off. because he's in a better uniform. I, I'm pretty well, sure he's going to be in a better uniform. He's not going to have to wear anything that's abrasive, but he's also going to be thrown to. To, I'm very, I'm very excited about him pitching to Sandy the Lion all year. He's gonna have one catcher he's gonna throw to. I think it's gonna be a big season. I can see Chris the, uh, I can see the Cy Young, uh, the uh, award ceremony already. Chris, please, what was, what was, <laughs> finally, you win the Cy Young. What was it? What was the difference? Ah, uh, breathable uniform. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Chris, Chris Sale is definitely the number one pitcher in the nudist league. I will. Uh, I think you'd win that one. Uh, so you like say a lot. Who else did you get in your draft? And uh, hopefully you avoided uh, gray sleepers this year. I, I, both of you guys sleepers. Listen, I stayed away from everybody's sleepers this year. Two years ago it was the Wonger. Last year it was the line on the shield. I'm, I'm staying away, man. Great. I can't. There was no. There was no third year gray balls. You know what I'm saying? No. No Max special segment every week Harold's gonna come out and be like avoid this guy Gray likes him that's it there's no listen Joe no I, other, I stayed away no from Joe Ross analysis. this year too oh uh, well that's I mean it. I like I, Joe Ross a little bit this year but not as much as before who doesn't love yeah. Joe Ross yeah where, I mean where he's where his draft pick where he's being drafted is totally fine I really like I really like JB's JB's Brewers outfield. I love I love the yeah. I love the Keon Broxton. Oh, and yeah. I love the I love this and I love the Sunday Santana. Both those guys. Oh, yeah. Sunday. I, 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 enjoy, about both I enjoy those them guys. as well. I, I uh I don't wanna I don't wanna push you too far off of those guys by <laughs> me saying nice things about them. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a fan as well. The problem I think with Domingo 
is I, I don't know, unless Braun gets traded, isn't Brinson going to come up at some point? And Domingo I, has no speed. So he really, like, you need, he's kind of like uh, like a Randall Grichek uh, sort of yeah, player. I, where I, I, think, I, think Brinson, I think Brinson and, and, and Santana, I mean, obviously, obviously Brinson, you know, is, uh, is a big prospect, but I, he doesn't have any speed either. I think they profile very similar type players. Whoever hits is going to play. This actually, this brought up, this actually gave me an idea for a, another podcast segment where we call up a fan of a team and then just leave him on while two other people who don't know the team as well talk about it. <laughs> huh. There you go. So, Look at that, man. You're, 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 you're brewing with ideas, Harold man. and I will talk brewers while JV silently sits by and just shakes his head. <laughs> just, just, yeah. I just I just brim over with frustration, which is basically every podcast. Uh, so so Harold, I have, yeah, a, exactly. I have a top chef question for you. So uh, I'm sure you yeah. watched the last season, and uh, I uh, Gray really liked uh, uh, Shirley to win it all. I picked Sheldon to win it all. When when that last contest was, there's none of your staple ingredients, and you have to cook on an open grill. At one point, are you like? Oh, this is tough. I need to, you know, adapt for the competition. And at what point are you like, okay, Top Chef is now Cutthroat Kitchen? Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's it's always. I mean, it's always about pushing your comfort zone and getting up. You know, they're trying to get you to do things that you know you're not really that familiar with. So I think it's like, look, when they get they're trying to push it, I always just went back to my chicken traditions, stuff that I feel super comfortable making and I can do with my eyes closed. Um, when you know when when you know your cooking equipment becomes becomes the issue. Yeah. So so that's you really think... that's really the direction I went to. I mean, it's what I, I the, it, the big issue that I had with last season. And I know Tom. You know, I talked about it with Tom a little bit. Was like it was you know the 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 post contestant the contestants that had the experience competing already against newbies. It's just not it's not a fair. Yeah, scenario. I knew that wasn't going to be fair at all. And they also picked no. contestants from previous seasons that did well too. It's not like they just yeah. cherry picked yeah, random yeah, yeah, ones. Yeah, there were some people that you know Brooke went to the finals uh, a couple years ago when she went against Kristen. It was just like you just can't like you can't like the, it takes you like two to three weeks to start feeling comfortable to figuring your stuff out. It's just not, it's not, it's not, it's not realistic. That's actually a question that is like a, uh, an inside baseball question. That's kind of fascinating to me. How much time is the, uh, the show? Because it, it appears like when you're watching, you're like, Oh, well it's the next week. Like, but you know, it's not really the next week. Is it like literally two weeks for three, ten, for three quarters of the show to get filmed? So, so each episode, each episode is shot in two days. Okay, two, two, right. two, to, three, two to three days. So that's three days. So that's they're, really they're, like they're going it, pretty it makes hardcore. It feel more like a marathon, but it's really more of a sprint. Um, it, well, I mean, it's a mar- it's a marathon. It's a marathon in in the sense that you don't want to have the worst dish, you know, that specific week. So, right. like, I've seen plenty of people coming out of gate strong, and then they they have a disastrous week, and they're done. So it's a little bit of it's a, it's a, it's it's about not you know it's about you know th- there's there's definitely that feeling that like if you if you have a couple bad weeks and you're in the bottom three, and then you're against you know if if the judges are like up in the air and you're 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 one of the two people that are or one of the three people up for going home and 
one person has been in the top and just had a bad day, they're going to get a free pass. Yeah. Unless what they it's, unless what they did unless what they did was so egregious, they're like, oh, you got to go. Like this was this is embarrassing. But for the most part, like they're gonna they're probably going to get a pass. And you know, having bad weeks back to back to back is going to catch up with you for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I had a I had a bone to pick with Clickio on the uh, on the Twitter machine the other day, but. He didn't respond, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to troll him too hard, but I was a little pissed <laughs> off at him. <laughs> uh, he, was, you know, he's 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 dealing. He's he's heavy under fire with all the Republicans firing at him. So I know he's a good yeah, liberal. I gonna, I he's a liberal warrior out his politics. I was in. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't probably care about his politics. Only, he only seems to be. He's only seemed to be responding to anything political right now. So I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't worry like. about it too much. <laughs> no, I know. I. I was really trying to troll him hard, though, because he was like, he said something like, uh, it was like, I think it was the day of the finale or the day before, and he was like, I really don't know who makes it to the finals, so I'm as as excited about this as all the people watching, and I was like, these people give up their lives for like a month (laughs) to go film your show, and you can only remember who you made it to the finals? Like, yeah, it's and also when he says stuff like, oh, you know, this is the best chicken dish I ever had. It's like, yeah, you just said that about someone. And now you're saying you don't even remember who they are. (laughs) 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 That that rubbed me the wrong way. But, yeah, he was off on one of his uh, one of his political rants. So he didn't even he ignored it. (laughs) Crazy. So you got so you got you got you got uh, you got. Trout, you got uh, Trout Wars this weekend? Trout Wars? Yeah, I got Trout Wars. Trout yeah. Wars. Trout Wars. Uh, I got, Trout Wars. Uh, Trout Wars. I got NL. I'm doing NL only. Uh, last year was a disaster. <laughs> so bad. It's a tough. That's a tough. That's a tough league. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if it, it. It's weird because like I'm in so many leagues that like I'm in a league with a bunch of the Trout Wars guys and. In the same, like last year, I was in the uh, same league with a bunch of these guys, like an NL only league and uh, 12 team. And my team, I was in first place from like April through September. Like my team was great. But then in the same format, same players, essentially. And I was like, I was last in Tout Wars for the majority of the season. So it's just like, it's just a matter of coin flips a lot of times with NL only teams. You know, you like. You look at a guy like, uh, you know, D. Gordon and Jose Peraza, and it's like, well, essentially they're the same player. But if you were to go Peraza this year and he gets hurt and then D. Gordon performs, it's like, well, shit, I should have went for Peraza over. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I mean, so much of so much of it is so much of it is luck. I mean, it's just like, you know, it's just catching it's catching. It's catching those breaks, like you know. I like. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm down on like Trey Turner. I like him a lot, but like his, like where where he's going in drafts for me is like is outrageous. Yeah, I just can't. I can't. Like everybody's banking on those second half numbers of like 30 stolen bases and that power. It's just like I don't. I don't I disagree. Don't, I don't see it. I don't see yeah, it. I don't. I don't and disagree. I, I don't necessarily. I don't look at Trey Turner like I'm. I'm not going to avoid him, but I don't necessarily disagree when I see him go in like the top ten overall. It's a uh, it's a high price to pay for a second half. It's uh, he, it's uh, like Korea. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you know? I'm sorry, JB. Oh, I was just, I was I just saying, also it's just like, like Korea. I also. I'm sorry. Yeah, we keep stepping. I just like also think like 
if Bryce is healthy and he's hidden, I like I just don't see them. I don't see them. I don't see Dusty kicking the bat out of his hand by letting Turner with the green light. Last last year, I feel like they had to manufacture some runs because he wasn't right. And I mean, he's looking okay in spring training. And I think like I think I think the red light button might be on him a little bit more this season. Yeah, and I mean, if your fantasy drafts are coming down to whether or not. Uh, what you believe Dusty will do, then you're in trouble anyway. <laughs> you, you need to come up with a new solution. <laughs> it's fucking Dusty. Yeah, what I would, you should put up a you should put up you should put up a list of the craziest managers and, and do a little write up. That would be super. That would be super entertaining. Yeah, get him the sociopath. That would be phenomenal. <laughs> Dusty, there should be like a t- oh, there probably is actually somewhere on the internet, but there should be like a T-shirt that says "What would Dusty." Too. And then there's just like there's just like a guy with a, a bird going around his head like the cartoon like they should uh, they should make those toothpicks. They should uh, yeah. what would Dusty do toothpicks? Oh my god. Oh that's a great what one. Would, what would Dusty do? Oh man, yeah. shark takes calling my name. Uh, <laughs> the uh one other thing with uh, the whole Trey Turner thing, like I would say you're you're totally on something where you know with Harper and he needs to uh, manuf- he needed to manufacture runs last year. I actually that sounds that's a good that's a good sort of idea. But I think also with Trey Turner, like you look at guys like Odor, and I know I keep going back to Odor, but how is Odor going after Trey Turner? Like o- wasn't Odor I better lost. than him? Like last year, he was not only was he better than him, but he showed at least over the course of a season where Trey Turner was only over the course of a couple months. Like, it's something's disconnected with my thoughts on Odor and everyone else in the world's thoughts on Odor. I think Odor is awesome. I think Trey Turner, what he did in the half, like, did in the second half last year, was ridiculous. I'm like, that power, that power never showed up in the minor league. It was, and you know, and you know, here's an example of so. Remember Will Myers' second, his second half, his rookie year was incredible. Yeah. Maybe not yeah. quite as good as Turner because he doesn't have the speed like Turner, but he had a great second half his rookie year. His sophomore year was a complete mess, and then he was good again last year. So it's yeah. yeah it's I think I think hard. I think Turner, we're going to see something. I think we'll see like a little sophomore slump similar. I don't know if I want to say it's like drastic as like what Carlos Correa did last year because it was, certainly wasn't a terrible season, but it was a little disappointing. Yeah, yeah. agreed. Yeah, I Correa, think Correa, is a good Correa, Correa, yeah, Correa in 2016 was like he was going like crazy, crazy high in drafts, and he had an okay season. I think he'll be better this year, but um, right. I just don't. I, I'm not. I'm seeing it. But my schmohawk I got that I am not touching is John John Lester. What's wrong uh, with John Lester? Not, not, not touching that guy. JB, go ahead. What's, what's wrong with him? He's so consistent. He's on the best team in baseball. I mean, I I don't love him. I don't have him like top five or something, but I think he's a top ten pitcher. I'm going to go. Well, I started off with Chris Sale, who's like a super basket case, and I'm going to talk about Lester, who's another basket case. <laughs> because of the, the, we're going to talk about the Joe, the Joe, uh, the, uh, well, not Joe Ross, David, the David Ross effects. Okay. This guy, he he cannot he cannot pitch without David Ross. I'm telling you, it's going to be add another add another run to the ERA. I I wow. would be shocked if he had an ERA under under three seven next year. Whoa, I mean, I'm calling three seven. I'm 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 saying like 
he'll be better than a 500 pitcher because of the team, but it's going to be it's going to be catastrophic. I'm telling you, stay away. Yeah, you heard I mean, it here. He's he had a 2.44 ERA, 102 WHIP. I'm obviously building in regression because he was the number two pitcher last year. I don't see him doing close to that, but I mean he's pitched so many innings and it's very consistent. Showing he can pitch through. And he's always had so many for so many years. For so many years, David Ross was away from his family because of baseball. Do you think now that he's home, like his kids are going to start tanking in school and? And the teachers are going to be like, that's the David Ross effect. <laughs> I don't know. I, didn't he just sign up? I heard he signed up to do Dancing with the Stars. Who, <laughs> <laughs> him and Rick Perry? Who's, who's yeah, him and Rick Perry and whoever. Oh, What's my God. My wife, my wife just told me Nick, Nick from The Bachelor is doing it, too. Oh, yeah. All right, Albright there, Greg. on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, we should oh, start a campaign. Gray Albright. You and JB should, should do it. Oh, my God. That'll be oh your God, dancing JB partner. my dance partner. That's brilliant. Are you me? You guys would be spending – they could spend more time in the hotel room together and be really, un- be really uncomfortable. Uh, will you stop tickling me? We're trying yeah. to tickle. Pro tip, JB can't wear frilly clothes because it'll tickle the shit out of Gray. Uh, Harold. Oh, my goodness. Uh, any uh, any prospects you have on your team that you're excited about? I remember last year you were uh, talking about Anderson. Espinosa, anyone like that on your squad? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I really, I'm interested. I was talking. Well, so I go to, I go. Uh, one thing I will say where I do cheat, I go, I go right to K Law when we're talking prospects. He's, he's really, he's really into. Obviously, everybody reads his stuff, but he's really into Nick Senzel. I didn't get him. He went later. Um, I like, I like Francisco Mejia a lot for the catcher position, and okay. I, I just think it's, it's, it's kind of. I think he's going to be that guy. That's going to be he's going to he's going to be an exciting catcher again. I think Gary Sanchez, you know, everybody kind of waited for him to show up. It took a while because it just takes so long for these catchers to develop to to learn the game as well. But I'm I'm excited about I am excited about Francisco Mejia. I mean, I don't I don't know if he'll ever hit 20 plus home runs, but I think the average I do think the average is legit. All right, we'll uh, we'll talk Mejia with uh, the prospect guys who we're going to have on later the, on the podcast. So we'll get their thoughts there. Yeah, Ralph is Ralph, Ralph is an animal, man. That guy, you got Gray. You need to pay him more. Just letting you know. Oh, come on, man! I'm already going broke. Don't be springing that. <laughs> uh, one last thing. Welcome, welcome to being a, welcome to being a business owner, my man. <laughs> Not only do I answer comments for twelve hours a day, but I also pay my writers. Like, I, this is literally the worst hobby ever. Yeah, Harold, why are you closing your restaurants to play fantasy baseball? What? <laughs> um, I know. He's like, oh, my life's so rough. I'm in, like, 12 fantasy leagues. It's, like, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go to New York this weekend and go to, go to Tout Wars. Oh, oh. I'll be in New York. <laughs> no, no, the best is that I, and then everyone gives me shit. You're still giving me shit about the line of the shield. <laughs> Well, come on, man! Listen, you're gonna put it. At, you, uh, listen, you gotta, you, you gotta score. You gotta score one for me. You know what I'm saying? I need, I need, I need something. I need something. What are you um, I'm, I'm really enjoying the Kepler. <laughs> oh, oh, stay away! Don't even, don't even. Stay away. Give me Tommy He's so DOA already. <laughs> uh, so, so Harold, I want to leave you with this. Uh, I w- I'm going to make this happen for the next season of Top Chef. We are going to have a Razzball Fantasy Top Chef League. Are you in? 
I'm absolutely I'm in. Yeah, so you you pick I guess your order of I, 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 maybe I should have brought this up with you off air or something. We need to figure out how to do it. But you just list your order of how they'll finish and however many episodes they last, you get points for each one. I think it'd be fun. Yeah, I think that I think yeah, I think that's definitely good. I think that that would be uh, good. I don't you know I I I'll have to be honest. Like I don't watch it as much as I used to. So you guys would probably be at more of an advantage than I would. Well, we'll we'll have uh, we'll have your your the Herald's expert bracket, and then we'll see if uh, Greg yeah, yeah, yeah. can best it. <laughs> uh, we also have, we'll have like you get, get some commentary. For, uh, you get a point for uh, quick fires, like if you're in the top three, or if you're in the bottom three, you get a negative. Yeah, we can figure something. Yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, we'll work on it. Yeah, I think, I think we're on to something. Definitely be figured out there. There's something there. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, thanks for joining us again, Harold. We love to hear from you every year. Uh, we'll see if we can check in maybe sometime during the season this year, see how your team's doing. Um, thanks again for hopping on the show, and uh, we'll keep in touch, My man. My pleasure. Good to hear from you. Take it easy, man. Sounds good, boys. Later, Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, thanks, Harold, for joining the show. Always good to catch up with him. And uh, the, are you gonna? Are you excited for your date with Harold? In, uh, I know. Maybe. We're going to have to see if our uh... – our uh, our time ta- our timetables work out a little bit uh, a little bit like how uh, like Michael Brantley's timetables. <laughs> <I'll> to say <laughs> like Jason Kipnis's timetable, man. He's yeah, gonna... yeah. Love to see if <laughs> hopefully Harold doesn't push me back four to five weeks like Kipnis. Oh my God! What is the Indians are all hurt? Carrasco's elbow blew up. Although he's apparently going to be fine. But Indians Indians have the uh, the World Series hangover issues, even though they're hitters. Yeah, no, I know. I think uh, I think they had similar stuff. I mean, other than I guess Kipnis wasn't last year, but they had similar things uh, last year with like Brantley and Carrasco and Salazar. They ha- they battled through some injuries, so I don't know. From a real world perspective, I, I think the Indians could be okay still. But from a fantasy thing, I'm concerned about Carrasco. I wouldn't touch Brantley. I'm now in the camp of ne- not going anywhere near Kitness. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. So, um, All right, Craig, do you know where we were in our uh, pitcher ranks? Uh, weren't we like around 60 overall? No, we weren't. We were a little lower. We were here. <laughs> Woo! Where are you now with the ranks, Craig? <laughs> oh, both gotta love Joe Ross. <laughs> Didn't you have Joe Ross like pretty close to where I had him? <laughs> Why don't we have Joe Ross music playing underneath the entire podcast? Oh my god! If people didn't hate our podcast already, they would hate it even more. Then, so. Oh, speaking of whether or not they hate us, <laughs> <laughs> people should like. They should legit go on iTunes and give us a good review. Yeah, I mean, yeah. come on. It's the least you can do, you people. You people. <laughs> come on. Go on, the, go on the iTunes. It takes literally two seconds. Go on iTunes and give us a good review. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. As for Joe Ross, I, I like Joe Ross. I, uh, I have him 45 overall. Where do you got him? Uh, I have him forty two, so slightly higher, but it yeah, sounds like yeah, it sounds like we're in uh, virtually the same spot there. Um, all right, so we're gonna have to. Oh wait, I have him thirty eight actually, so a little little higher, but it's pretty much the same area. Um, yeah. All right, let's go through and pick some of our later round sleepers. We don't have a ton of time left before we got to get to half. Um, Drew Smiley starting to get a little bit of some buzz, pitching well in World Baseball Classic. 
You have them 50th. I think, uh, you know, Smiley's big problem was homers allowed last year. So if Safeco can cut down on those and Smiley... Sorry. Nope, that's me. No, keep going. Okay. (laughs) Professional uh, podcast. Smiley, you know, if Safeco helps cut down Smiley's homers and it keeps... You know, it, I don't know. I feel, and he keeps the team in the in the game. Maybe a few more wins than last year. I think Smiley could be a solid number three with maybe number two upside. I don't. I don't think he's gonna like. I don't think Smiley is necessarily gonna break out and be like you know a under three ERA, uh, two hundred and twenty K guy. I don't. I don't see that in Smiley's future. But I do see. A potential 3.5 ERA, a solid WHIP, and uh, you know a, a high 8K per nine. So that's definitely that's worth owning in every league. I uh, I definitely would I would draft Smiley. I like him. Well, I mean the Homer issue. He was in a good park last year. Yeah, no, it's true. If he he needs to get his homers down though, you know I I'm sure other people could be a lot more. Uh, you know, a lot of people are more educated on this subject than I am. But you know, whether or not he can allow less homers, that could be something that he could potentially be. You know, he he could have a say in that. <laughs> there's some there's a school of thought that the pitcher has a you know has some control on whether or not guys hit home runs. So I would say if he lowers the uh, homers allowed. I don't know. Maybe a, a three-five guy. It's not. It's not terrible. It's. It's pretty good. It's like a uh, Danny Duffy last year. It's a solid guy who doesn't cost you that much and uh, maybe gets you a uh, a good hundred and eighty, hundred and ninety innings. Yeah, I, I have Smiley all the way down at seventy-seven. I, he's kind of in the uh, Pineda Ray range for me, where the peripherals seem to. I, I just don't know. He doesn't throw very hard. As you mentioned, the homers really regressed. Nothing in his peripherals say he was really that unlucky last year. So I'm kind of on. Oh, the he fence. did. He did leave a. Uh, he left, he left a lot. Left he on, left a lot less people on base. Yeah, the he? left on base, sixty-seven percent, is a little low, but yeah. it gives up so many fly balls, and the home run rate wasn't good for a guy that is a fly baller. I don't know. I'm a little lukewarm, but I guess seventy, seventy-seven to fifty isn't really the biggest range. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I think as a I think he's getting drafted probably around a 4. I think he gave he could give you a 3 uh with the upside for a 2. So, that's, that's solid. I'm talking fantasy starters by the way with the 4 3 2 thing. Uh I don't remember if we talked Harvey much, but you have him 54 and I regret ranking him in the top 30. That seems so bad now. I I'm going to move Harvey way down in my first update. Yeah, no, agreed. Uh, agreed that you were way too high on him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I, I think Harvey is a disaster waiting to happen. Unfortunately, I don't. You know, I don't really. I don't have anything against him uh, personally, like uh, David Wright might have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, how, is that was that ever proven to be true? <laughs> that that, he, that Matt Harvey tried to fuck David Wright's wife. I don't. I'm not sure. Maybe let's, we should have. Actually, we should have David Wright on the podcast. Oh, let's work. Yeah, we're we're really good about asking questions about uh, people having relationships with other celebrities, right? <laughs> um. Yeah, I think uh, Harvey. 
he is he, it's really hard to even know what's going on with Harvey because all you ever hear from him is oh I'm good my health is good my arm feels good everything's great I'm ready to go let's bring on the season <laughs> like that's I mean I granted most players are like this you 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 can't ever really trust what players say but all Harvey says he gets shelled for seven runs in three innings, and he goes into the clubhouse, and he's like, yeah, I feel good. My health's back to normal. Like, what the? What are you fucking talking about, you feel good? You just threw, like, shit against the Padres B team. I mean, you don't look good. What are you talking about? You feel 100%. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not touching Harvey in my league, so that's someone I'd have to move down. Uh, why do you have Jaime Garcia 64? What, what is what is? Um... What do you mean? I have him too high, or what uh, do you mean? What What do you think? You have like you having him ahead of Jared Eikhoff is <laughs> is all, and Ivan Nova, and you know I love Nova. Oh my God, Jaime Garcia, who are you? <laughs> I don't know. I looked at Jaime Garcia's numbers, and that's where it came. I mean, that's what happened. Oh, I've got a number for you. He's made like twenty five percent of the starts uh, in the past like eight years. That he could have made if he was healthy. <laughs> oh man, yeah. All right, maybe, maybe I had the, uh, maybe I had JB ranking Harvey disease. Yeah. With, uh, okay. Oh, okay. Nice comeback, Gray. <laughs> what are you talking about? My rings are rubber. Yours are glue. Man. Oh my god, the worst. All right. Well, I don't see it in Jaime. Uh, why do you not like Ikoff? I mean, he's having a good spring. I know you you mentioned his K rate wasn't huge, but he was terrible. He was good last. It's not terrible. Uh, you yeah, know, it's pretty bad for like your last pitcher that no one's going to draft. I've got Ikoff in my top fifty. I think he's going to be solid. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He feels like a guy who is dropped almost immediately uh in a 12 team or shallower league yeah, he, he doesn't uh he doesn't strike me as a guy who you're like oh yeah i got eikhoff and then you know you get like after one bad start you're like wait why do i have eikhoff on my team he's awful um so i don't know maybe maybe i'm wrong maybe i uh Maybe I have him too low, but I just don't love the strikeout rate. He has a, a 7K rate, more than likely. N- not really overpowering stuff. Um, and his ERA is, you know, his XFIP was over four last year. Eh, kind of like, I don't know. He's kind of whatever. And on a and on a team that will yeah, win games. Yeah, the, the wins is, a, I mean, I've got him 47. You have him 66. At that, it, we're, we're at the point where you're kind of splitting hairs, right? Yeah, a little bit. So uh, I do like your aggressive Lance Lynn rank, 67th. Uh, he's pitching really well in spring. He's always been a decent K guy. I don't even know if I ranked Lance Lynn. I was really concerned about coming off Tommy John, but I, th- I think that's a solid uh, either late-round gamble or definitely uh, a guy to get in NL only. Oh, I have him 85, So, but he's someone I might, be, I might push up a little bit. Uh, yeah, I, I actually drafted him in my NFBC oh. team. Was good. Yeah. I yeah. actually, uh, we were texting about my team. I drafted nothing but starters for a while. Okay, Greg, you happy? Oh, good. Yeah, no, you needed to. So that's good. I'm glad you did. I, uh, for what it's worth, I drafted uh, Lance Lynn in the what is it, the 15th round? So what's that? Like 200 and something? Yeah. Yeah, whatever. something like that. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. 
Um, uh, I, Ivan Nova. I have him in my top 35. I like uh, Ivan Nova a ton. I know a lot of the things you said about Ikoff with the low uh, the low strikeout rate, but I, I don't know. I believe in the Searage magic. That's a great uh, great park to pitch in. The team's decent enough. I think you're I think you're really low on Nova. I know, I know I'm crazy high on him, and you're probably closer to consensus, but I, I don't know what people don't like about Nova. Oh, yeah. No, I, I don't dislike him. I just I don't think he has a track record where I could really say to go much higher than this. I mean, this is, like, uh, to be fair, I mean, in the, in the big picture, 70 overall, this is like the last pitcher you're, you're choosing. This is like either the last or next to last pitcher you're choosing in, like, 250 overall. Like, you're not, you're nowhere near... 12 team like easy on the team so i mean this is ivan nova i like him i would take a flyer on him i think you're probably looking at you know maybe him going around like 225 250 overall and in most leagues i think that's good value i would i would try it i don't necessarily think you're going to hold on to him again if like he has a rocky start i I think you're going to lose him but yeah all right, well, the guy you have 75 is a guy I also have way high in my ranks, and that's Blake Snell. Uh, you want to talk about someone to take a flyer on that that actually could be, like, crazy upside. And, and the, the, the comp I put in mind, I have him ranked 33rd. I really like Blake Snell. Is you look at his numbers, and they're really not that different than what Lance McCullers did last year. Yeah, no, I agree. I think... The big, you know, the big question mark with Blake Snell is the control. Well, if McCullers if can, was, I mean, McCullers was a 5K can, rate last year. Yeah, no, I agree. No, I like Snell. I, I mean, I have Snell as a, I, I wrote a Blake Snell sleeper post. I'm drafting Blake Snell. I'm just drafting him as, like, my last pitcher on my team. I, that's, I have him ranked around where I would draft him, and that's, you know, again, that's, like, around 250, 225, 250 overall, which is – I mean, maybe that's a. I don't know where did. Uh, maybe that's a little bit low. I don't think it's that low. He is uh, in our in my NFBC team. He actually in my NFBC league. He actually went two twenty five overall exactly. So, yeah, that's pretty much where I would draft him, and I like him there. I would I would definitely take the flyer. I, my big concern is the walk rate. Last year it was over five in the minors. He had over four. Um, the, the thing is, I don't necessarily think his walk rate is going to kill him. I think he could have a decent ERA with his walk rate because I think he can get himself out of trouble with his strikeouts, but his walk rate is going to, he's going to have a lot of five inning games, Blake Snell. I don't see him going like six, seven innings all that often. Yeah. I mean, that, that was the knock on him last year, but I, I, the, a lot of things you just mentioned was the same for McCullers. You know, 5K rate last year, had walk issues in the minors. He's just been up a little longer. And I don't really get why everyone loves McCullers, but no one really likes Snell. That's the thing, though, isn't it? Like, you expect some command to come along as a guy, you know, as a guy has a little more experience in the majors. And because McCullers has been up for a little bit longer, I think, you know, the assumption is McCullers is going to have his, uh, he's going to have his walk rate a little bit lower. And when you're dealing with guys like McCullers or Snell who can strike out 
10 plus guys per nine, all you need is like a high three, low four walk rate. Unfortunately, Snell looks like a high four walk rate. So if, you know, if Snell can get down to the the threes on his walk rate, then Snell is going to be what you say. He is going to be a top 25, 35 pitcher. I mean, for sure, but he has to, he has to do it. I know, I know. I mean, it, it's a risk, but it's someone yeah. that you can take in with your life. I have him on every single one of my teams. Uh, right, yeah, well, that's and- the thing. You're taking that risk, and you like, and you, and I like the risk too, but where are you taking it? Are you taking it at 225 overall? Because that's where I have him ranked. Uh, or are you taking it at, like, 125 well, overall? Well, I'm obviously not taking him at 125. How I, me- I mentioned this in my ranks. How I do ranks is I make my unbiased personal list of how I think the pitchers will finish this year. And then okay. I adjust based on what draft I'm about to do. So, obviously, I didn't take Blake Snell as the 33rd pitcher off the board, but I like him that high, and I was able to take him maybe a couple rounds ahead of when anyone else would. So, not, maybe not, it wasn't at, like, 125, but maybe, like, 180 instead of 220. That's fair enough. I think uh, yeah, that's a lot, I think a lot of people do ranks like that. Rudy, Rudy's rankings are, are more or less like that. Like, his... You look at the steamer projections, and they're not necessarily ranks. I mean, when he has Trey Turner as the third as the third best guy in the majors, you know, even he'll say like, "Yeah, I'll draft him though at like between nine and 12. I'm not going to draft him third overall because there's other factors. You got to figure out what you know, like uh, what position you want, or you know, what, how how safe you want to draft and like how much risk you can take and whether you want steals versus power. There's a lot of things that go into it, but yeah. All right. Um, you have Dylan Bundy all the way down to 82. What is, uh, is it, is it just cause he hasn't pitched enough yet? Yeah, no. And he's probably not going to pitch that much this year. Then they've talked about that. They're not going to give him any restrictions. They're letting him throw his uh, cutter before, which is a pitch that has a lot of buzz and, he thought it was uh, contributing to arm problems for him before, uh, but he's throwing in spring, and you know, yeah, there's there's risk there because he's had a perhaps lot of I don't know the. I mean, he threw 110 innings last year, and he, I mean, this year if he throws more than 140, he's in the danger zone. So I don't know how much they're going to push him. I for his sake, I hope they don't throw him 170 innings after going only 110 innings last year. Um, but I guess they could push him to a full season of, of innings. I don't have, I don't see anyone. I'm looking right now at uh, Steamer, Zips, and Fangraphs, and their innings projections are all around the same as mine, around 145 overall. So I don't know. It's you know he could maybe the Orioles really screw with him and pitch him for 180 innings, but I hope not. I, I think they might. I mean, I'll, I'll take the the middle of that, like 160, 170, if he stays healthy. I think he can do that. I mean, last you know who, year you know who's got a lot of a lot of hype is 84 on my list. I know everyone loves Jarrell Cotton, and he's. <laughs> right? uh, I mean, everyone loves him. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Like all of a sudden, everyone loves him. And then once we get to the, like, that's a guy who, like, once you get into the season, people are going to be like, uh, yeah, he's an A starter. Yeah. <laughs> what I exact, mean, why was I so excited about Jarrell Cotton I mean, in the preseason? I don't know. Apparently he has a really good changeup. 
Uh, you know, I've, I've watched a couple GIFs, and it looks it looks like a good pitch. But I mean, this is uh, I I'm not on. I don't buy it either. I, I don't think the K's are going to be there. I mean, he had a great K rate in AAA last year. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, maybe it's just because I don't watch much of the A's, but I don't really see much there. You know who's a little bit interesting on the A's, who's going for a lot cheaper, who I think is, they're virtually the same player, just slightly different stats, is Andrew Triggs. Yeah, you you were texting me with Triggs with your uh, NFBC draft. Did you end up drafting yeah. him? Yeah, I did. I drafted Triggs. Um, you know, to give you an idea, like Triggs, I drafted... And in the 27th round, so that's like over 400 overall. And Jarrell Kine went in the 16th round. Yeah, which, I know. <laughs> which is almost 200 picks before him. Like, Triggs is the same. <laughs> he's the same thing. If anything, Triggs had better stats last year than Kine. Yeah. Um, as far as peripherals go, not, not ERA, but whatever with ERA. I mean, ERA can flip on the uh, on a dime depending on uh, Babbitt and left on base and home runs and all other kinds of things. But yeah, Triggs is also a guy who I think he's so much he's older, so there's a good chance he could actually throw 180 innings whereas Cotton, I don't know, maybe 150, 155. I I don't know. I I don't mind Cotton. I I I do I like him uh, well enough. Um, if I'm getting a decent enough discount, but I think Triggs is the exact same thing, just 200 picks later. Kind of like uh, polyester. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> it's, it's cotton versus polyester, yeah, basically. Exactly. <laughs> uh, the thing with Triggs, though, he was a former closer in the minors, so he hasn't had a big inning season. Uh, not to say that I, I'm but with he you. Did, but he did start last year. Yeah, yeah. And they, they might push him because he's older. And, yeah, so I agree there. Uh, we're, we're running low on time. We have to get to help soon. Uh, why do you hate my <laughs> Brewers so much? Oh, uh, man, JBZ. I don't. I like their hitters, but I can't. I don't get down with their pitchers. I'm sorry, man. I just, I can't. I can't. I just don't. I I just have a problem with Junior. I have a problem with Davies. I got a problem with all of them. I'm sorry. I just can't. I can't get. I don't dig on Swine, and I don't dig on Brewers pitchers. Uh, Everyone, get ready to turn down your volume. Be sure to pull up Gray's uh, pitcher rankings, uh, the eighty to hundred pitcher rankings. Because Gray, you're so dumb for having said Davies so low. What are you thinking? I don't. I don't know. What I mean. What am I? What am I missing? Why don't you just lay it on people? Why don't you just tell people what you like about them? Because uh, obviously, most people don't like them. He's, what do you <laughs> I mean, mean obviously not to, not to be a total ass. But he he got drafted near four hundred overall in my uh, in my league. It's great so, value. So great I'm not value. the only one that dislikes him. What what do you like about him? Uh, great control. He's like Sean Markham. He's he's gonna. I think he can flirt with an eight K rate. Okay, Sean Markham was great for a couple years. His changeup is great. You don't have to throw hard. You know that. No, I know. I'm just playing. Go ahead. Say what you like about Davies. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, even though his fastball is only 89, which is all you want to talk about, is his changeup 78.5. And it it's a great pitch. If you're mixing speeds 10 miles an hour, 
You know, he's got a good curveball, good cutter. His stuff's good. I don't think the world of him. I don't think he's going to be a Cy Young candidate, but he's going to do a lot better than the numbers you put out. I think he's pretty usable. I think he's actually a better real-world player than a fantasy player. Um, yes, I don't, agreed. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's hard, especially in shallower leagues, which is, you know, like we've done polls in the past, and, you know, we get like, uh, five thousand uh, results on a on a vote on a poll on a poll, and it's like ninety four percent of the people play twelve team or shallower. Like that's where most of the that's where most fantasy people are. They're in the twelve team or shallower league. So I mean, that not, you know, not that one's right or wrong. I I love twelve team uh, twelve team mixed leagues. I don't have any problem with them. But I'm saying that like in that league. Davies is like seven innings, three earned runs, four Ks is a is a start for him. And that's kind of like, eh, do you really want to waste a game started on that? Do you really, like, is that really someone you're going after, like, hard? I don't know. He's, he's fine. I'm, I'm not a big fan, though. Right. For, for, for fantasy, for fantasy. I, I, he's, I'll give you the uh, fine, uh, the real world value. Um, and Junior Guerrero, I think, is, you know, I, I think he's just, like, I don't dislike Guerrero as much as I'm just not really sure what to expect from him. Like, I think last year was a great year, obviously, but I don't know what to expect that again. It's hard to say because he has, he has so little experience and he bounced around for so long. I mean, he was in the Mexican League for like ten years. I don't know. I don't know where to go with him. He's a he was a thirty two year old rookie. So it's hard for me to say like, okay, yeah, this guy is uh, is definitely, you know, he's a lot more unknown than most rookies their their second year. So uh, that's true. Um, but yeah, I, I think you're under one hundred and fifty four innings. I mean, he's he's gonna flirt with two hundred innings. I mean, if he stays healthy, obviously, but. Yeah, yeah I, I think you're, I think you're underselling his innings. I think the rest of the stuff. I mean, maybe his WHIP. You have him for a little high at 133, but you have him for a sub four ERA and a decent K rate. I just think if you if you boosted his numbers up to closer to 200 innings, he'd be a usable guy even in 12ers. Yeah, yeah, potentially. Uh, I don't know. It's it's hard. It's hard to have a guy who's over 3.8 ERA in a 12-team league. But, yeah, maybe, unless they're, obviously, if they're striking out 200 guys, then you can you can make do with a 3.8 ERA or above. But I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan. Um, but if I'm also more in the camp of I'm just not really sure and I don't want to take the gamble. So there mm. you go. Um, anyone else you want to mention real quick? I'm looking through some of my uh... – some of my sleepers here. Uh, Jesse Chavez is kind of interesting for AL only, throwing a little bit harder. Maybe the transition to relief pitcher back to starter can help him. But You know what's crazy is how far Hodge Padres have fallen. Oh, there's uh, no. Jared like Weaver, first... don't you touch my Jared Weaver in drafts. In the Purdy Perts, I'm <laughs> drafting Jared Weaver first overall. <laughs> um. I just, uh, Yolise uh, Chason, I just drafted <laughs> in the uh, NFBC League at around 520 overall. And he was the first Padre starter oh, off the God. board. Yeah, did like Edwin Jackson get drafted yet? 
No, I don't, even think he's, I don't even think he's in the rotation. Uh, you know, yeah, but I mean, that, that's a good point. Chassin had a couple good games for the Braves last year. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, I mean, that, it's more of a matchups play at this point. I'm just hoping he's got a around a 3-8 ERA at home. Yeah. <laughs> what he does what he does when he gets rocked on the road, it, it's irrelevant if I can manage him correctly. So that's I, a good point. And then... Um, I don't know. I'm kind of interested in seeing what Patrick Corbin does this Me year. Me too. I actually I, just I drafted him. him. I just drafted He's having a decent spring. I just drafted yeah, him. Yeah, and I liked him a lot last year. I thought he was going to come did. back from Tommy John in a, in a, a, a little uh, a stronger way. But I don't know. I, I wouldn't write him off at this point. He's not that old. I think Corbin could be a interesting super late, I mean really late flyer. We're talking, you know, uh, 15 team league, uh, you know, like uh, like 400 overall yeah, type player. That's about where um, I got him. But Nate, you know, Nate Kearns just got the fifth rotation. I, I saw in the that Royals. he's still available on my board. Uh, so that's my, uh, yeah, that's kind of interesting. So and then uh, maybe uh, a guy who Rudy really likes, who I didn't even draft. Uh, I mean, not draft. I didn't even rank him. Um, Ty Block. He's uh, he's yeah. a yeah. He's probably the sixth starter for the Giants. So when Matt Cain or someone else gets injured or becomes ineffective, Ty Block should come up. And obviously, AT and T is a good park, and there's you know it's not a terrible team around him. Uh, so there there could be some potential there for NL only or again very deep leagues. Um, not really sure what the pirates are doing with their fifth man i would say drew hutchinson is an interesting flyer uh, if he gets the job if he doesn't get the job then it's pointless um i don't really like the other guys that are going up for the job which is chad cole and stephen uh brutes brault brault i think um who else there's uh tyson ross could be potentially interesting once he gets into the league uh around june once yeah, he comes back from his injuries um i think liriano is having a great spring i, I don't know that. i mean it's yeah. a decent flyer if nothing else yeah those are some interesting guys one last for me that i'll hope to take at the very end of my nfbc is adalberto mejia who the twins got in the nunez trade uh had a he had an eight strikeout game in spring probably not going to start in the rotation but someone that, you know, he's a lefty, might be interesting. So mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Uh, this is like, this is going on to like the uh, longest podcast in the history of podcasts. Oh, it will be. So uh, <laughs> let's let's stop talking pitchers. That wraps up our pitcher talk. And let's talk some prospects with Half. <laughs> and now joining us on the Razzball Baseball Podcast, our favorite prospectors, it's Half. Ralph and Halp. What's up, guys? What's up? What's going, going on, on, JB? Ah, good to have you guys on the podcast. If you don't listen to the Razzball podcast, uh, Prospects podcast, I, I can't even get... Can we just call your podcast the Razzball Lists podcast? Yes. Whatever's easiest list. for you. Whatever's easiest for you. <laughs> it's awesome to have you guys on. We're here to talk some prospects that are going to make the biggest impact in 2016 redraft leagues. Uh, we're going to talk guys that started in the minors, or are going to start in the minors, at least we think, and we, that we think are going to make the biggest impact this year. So isn't, really, that, isn't that every player, JB? Uh, no, because sometimes when you say prospects, you know, you could include like Ben Attendee. 
Yeah, but every player started in the minors at some point, no? No, there's, there's uh, I think Babe Ruth went straight to the majors. Babe Ruth was, uh, I think he played for the Hackensack uh, Bottle Jammers. <laughs> what about, uh, where did Ty Cobb, where, where did he play in the minors, Ty, Gray? Ty Cobb, he, I think he played in uh, Worcester. <laughs> Great, you need to just work on your minor league team names while we talk prospects with Hal, for okay? I feel like I'm just listening to the podcast. The, now. the, the Worcester, uh, the Worcester uh, uh, here's spit in your eye for the time cop. Oh, my God. Great. That, go, was, go. that was actually where Christy Matthewson played minor league baseball. That's not a joke. <laughs> I, I live, like, in the town next to Worcester, so I know this sort of useless information. I'm the Cliff Clavin of minor league baseball. <laughs> um, all right, so let's get right into it. Let's talk some prospects. So, uh, both of you guys sent me over your top 10 uh, prospects that are going to make the biggest impact for this year. Uh, we're we're going to talk, uh, or we have talked, uh, I gave away my podcast magic, of uh, Jan Makata. He's uh, playing real hot in spring right now. De- is he definitely starting in the minors? Has that been... Yeah. I think there's... there's he came on in the last week. Like, it's funny because if you read my write-ups as of like a week ago, this guy was like striking out pretty much every other at-bat. Couldn't hit a curveball, and then Jason Hamill magic happened on Tuesday or Wednesday. He hit a couple bombs off him, and he's just been gangbusters since he had another homer yesterday. So, yeah, Moncada is coming on, but I think they're going to go with uh, Saldino or uh, Yolmer to fill the gap for a couple of months. Oh, There's no reason for them to force him up. Gray remembers Yolmer? Yeah, yeah, Yolmer was the, uh, the replacement for Lowry for about a second. You remember the... Uh, the scary movie uh, movie poster. Uh, no, not really. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. That's what it feels. That's what this podcast feels like. Like I feel like I'm sitting in a, a theater with, with like four other people talking. Oh my god! In my just, head. just because you're not talking eighty percent of the time doesn't mean that you're that you're no, in the it's just, No, it's just <laughs> weird to have like I. I I do the I tend the podcast with my eyes closed, so it feels like Halp and Ralph are sitting next to me now. <laughs> JP's like behind me. It's weird. Oh my that, god! That's that's what you get, mine. Gray. You get, you get, <laughs> yeah, okay. I uh, actually okay. So I had a thing with uh, Ralph the other day. Ralph, you want to uh, you want to open up about that a little bit? What happened there? Me and you were we were having it out on the site. What about Jorge Alfaro? Yeah, yeah. Who Why I are you so down on Jorge in a non-sexual way? You're like you're <laughs> the only prospect guy that isn't into Jorge Alfaro. What's up with that? Um, I think he's mostly boosted on a lot of real life lists. If you're looking at like MLB.com or Baseball America, Fangraphs, whatever, um, they're looking at his defense. The guy's got a gun. He's got an 80 grade arm. I mean, he's got you know one of the best arms in the minor leagues. He's a good defensive catcher. He's somewhat athletic. But my issue with him as a fantasy player is I'm not sure that he's an ownable catcher for a full season. If you're in a deep dynasty league, yeah, like I don't shy away from owning Alfaro. I wouldn't trade for him, but if that's what your options are, then fine. He hits a ton of ground balls. He's got no approach at all. He sort of has the same issue that a couple of other Phillies young players have and Nick Williams and Mikel Franco, Franco obviously being a good player, and like Nick Williams and Alfaro, uh, where you know they just they make contact with everything. They have no approach. It seems like you know they, they sort of swing at the they approach their their at bats the same way you approach the podcast. It's almost like their eyes are closed and they're just swinging at stuff. So Alfaro (laughs) has a 53% ground ball rate. He was in Reading for a year and he had 15 home runs. Nine of them were at home. 
I mean, I think I could probably hit nine home runs if I played a full season in Reading. Uh, it, it's the numbers there are absurd. I mean, Dylan Cousins is probably a 15 to 20 homer guy in a lot of other parks, and he was, you know, the best power hitter in the minors last year. So just I feel show like, you kind of. I feel like Halp might have a uh, a different take on this because I looked at his list of prospects for fantasy. This was for fantasy too, I believe. Not to come between Ralph and Halp, but I don't know. Halp, what do you say? No, nah, I mean we disagree all the time. Yeah, for me with Alfaro, I just he's a great athlete for a catcher. He's actually one of the best one. And you know, catchers work on defense. Is someone eating right now? Because <laughs> I can hear eating in my ear. <laughs> not me. One of you guys. That's Ralph, not, that, I you think that's on Ralph. I'm, I'm throwing a baseball in the air and catching it. I'll turn. I'll put it on the inside. I think Ralph does family dinners while he podcasts. <laughs> Ralph, Ralph is like passing the potatoes in the middle of how. Wow, such disrespect to the Halpster. Hey, shut, shut, shut up, kids. Hey, Ralph's trying to talk. Oh, that, oh, that was the whole interview earlier on the podcast. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Hal. Jesus. So, so for me with Alfaro, obviously catchers have to work on defense all the time, and that was the number one thing he worked on last year. Uh, he's always had the hitting talent, and without even refining it, he's hit at every level. I mean, he makes he makes decent contact. He does strike out. He, he doesn't have a plate approach, which, which comes from experience and obviously working and studying pitchers and learning what to hit, but that's not – what he's worked on so far. So I think down the line, he'll work on, you know, hitting the ball in the air more. I think his athleticism kind of leads me to that conclusion that this is not the end of his line and catchers take longer all the time. So I do disagree with Ralph on that one. Yeah. And you know, and like, just, I mean, I'm obviously no scout, but just looking at video of him, he looks like a, he looks like a hitter. I don't, I mean, I see the ground balls in the minor leagues that Ralph was talking about, but he looks like, a guy who could easily hit out 20 homers, I wouldn't necessarily project him for that as soon as he, you know, as soon as he showed up in the majors. But I liked what I saw with him. I was, uh, I was a little surprised that Ralph didn't even put him in the top 100. Hmm. I'm with you. I'm with no. you completely. I saw the same thing that, that you saw. <laughs> Ralph, uh, Ralph, go back to dinner. And, yeah, really, seriously. Where are you, why is probably, Ralph, Ralph, aren't you like watching uh, Dancing with the Stars with the kids or something? What's going on? Uh, no, we only we only watch baseball in my house. Nonstop baseball all the time. Sometimes we, we mix in a little Amazon, but uh, no, no Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> cut, cut to two years later, and Ralph's talking about how he's divorcing his wife. <laughs> Um, so, Halp, I did oh, oh, I did want to mention, can we name him uh, Jorge Halfaro? Ah, so could someone gong JB? I was just not sure oh. catch on, but you could go for it. <laughs> All right, there you go. Uh, yeah, that's definitely a gong. I got in two arguments yesterday regarding Jorge Alfaro, by the way, too, and totally separate oh arguments with one of my Ralph friends. Ralph is just I walking will, down will, the street and someone's, say, like, the, yelling uh, at him. On a personal <laughs> level, I did feel like, like, I asked Ralph uh, on Sunday in his comments about Alfaro, and he answered very, very, very cordially. And then by the second reply, he was done with me. <laughs> he, was like, he was just like, so how's your NFBC team going? Like, he was just like, Alfaro's done. I'm done talking about it. I told you to pick up Austin Barnes, who's actually going to be in the major leagues at the beginning of the year. And, probably and I get said the, uh... to you, why Austin Barnes? What, like, what's so good about Austin Barnes? I don't understand. I don't see anything there. I see a guy who's like, He's behind Gra- uh, Grandal, and he's probably, mm, I don't know, maybe uh, 
eight a seven seven guy even if he had every day at bats what do you see there because I, I missed I missed what was going on there he wouldn't kill you in batting average he's a good you know a good on base percentage good contact hitter he's just sort of a solid backup and at that point you're, if you're looking at Alfaro and guys like that I mean Alfaro is probably not even going to be in the majors until maybe August so I, I figured you were just looking for somebody to, to plug in as a bench guy I know the way those no moves leagues work you maybe sit on somebody somebody gets hurt and he falls yeah. into an opportunity. I was actually, I ended up actually going with Chris Herman, um, the Diamondbacks, uh, potential catcher, possibly backup outfielder. It looks like Herman could play around the Diamond uh, for the Diamondbacks, depending on where they need him. Uh, and they really don't have anyone. I mean, Chris Iannetta right now is projected to be their starter, but he's really not very good. So, yeah, I have, uh, so I took Herman instead of uh, Alfaro. Um, even though if I would have talked to Halp, I probably would have talked okay, to Alfaro. Okay, but... great. Enough steamrolling the conversation to talk what? about your NFBC, like, 40th round catcher. I never get to talk to Halp. Oh, That's my God. We want to talk me. top prospects, not this horrible catcher talk. Get out of here. All right. I'm, so you both... I'm, more, I'm more interested in how the interview with Harold from Top Chef went. It went <laughs> awesome. Uh, he really likes uh, Francisco Mejia of the Indians. What do you guys make of him? Oh, I love Francisco Mejia. Probably, he's my highest-rated catcher on my list. They even had him ahead of Zach Collins, who is uh, helps man crush. Yeah, Harold, he definitely moves up a notch in my book that that would be his guy. Wait, wait a minute. Guy. Help, you have a man crush that's a catcher that's not Tom Murphy? Uh, Chase Vallett. I mean, I try to keep my man crushes rolling, you know, because every year when other people pick up on you, got to get a new one, you know. <laughs> You, you have to keep your man crush catchers. Once uh, everyone fresh. jumps on my previous man crush, it's not as fun anymore. You know how it is. You know. Yeah, I say I say help is my pod crush. Aw. <laughs> great. Thank you. Thank you. Feelings mutual, great. Uh, great. Yeah. Great. Asked out Harold to a date in New York for next weekend. Hey, Harold. Hey, help. If you're going to be in New York, too, if, you, if you're interested in a... Uh, help is in New York. I don't want to crash your celebrity dinner, you know. You celebrity. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right, let's talk the top ten. Okay, all right. Uh, let's talk a couple guys you have on both of your lists. You both have Bradley Zimmer high. When do you think he's going to be called up? What kind of impact does he make? You want to handle this up? You want me to go first? Go for it. All right. Well, I am actually a little bit shocked that Zimmer is not going to break camp. Um I, I, I just I, I can't make any sense of it because outside of Michael Brantley, a healthy Michael Brantley at that, he's probably the highest upside outfielder that the Indians have. He's definitely their best outfield defender, uh, hands down. He's got a gun that can play anywhere in the outfield, can certainly play center. And I've had some debates on this, but I actually think he's their best base runner as well and probably their best stolen base threat now that they've gotten rid of Raji Davis. I think he'd slide into that role very well. But uh, everything that I've read, it sounds like he's probably not going to break camp with the Indies. He's going to get set down if he wasn't already sent down today. Um, so, you know, I just think overall he brings a nice, you know, power, uh, speed package to the table. He's made some swing adjustments to, to try to curb some of his strikeouts, which were a complete non-starter before. Um, but he hasn't had a lot of experience above double A, so I think that's what they're going to try to do. They're going to they're gonna send him down and uh, hope he gets some at-bats in triple A. And then, you know, maybe you see him in May or June. Could be later, could be even earlier if there's some, some more injuries or Brentley's timetable is uh, pushed back again. But uh, I think Zimmer's got some upside, and I think you know maybe he's coming out of the woods. Struggled very, uh, very badly with the strikeouts last season. Yeah, he's a guy. He's a guy basically where the service time rules in Major League Baseball just show through as being bullshit because he's one of the best 
you know, eight, nine hitters on the team, clearly. But they're going to manipulate the rules, and they have guys ahead of them. And sure, he could improve and work on stuff, but you know, no other sport, really. I mean, I'm into football and basketball. Rookies play, even though even if they're raw, if they're, they're one of the best guys, they play. Baseball's the only sport where, like, one of the best guys on the team is not even on the team. He's in the minors. So Zimmer's a perfect case where it's impossible to predict when management is going to decide to bring them up. You're trying to, like, read these guys' minds. Stuff. So for uh, 12-er RCL-type leagues, are you guys drafting Mankata? You know, I'm never really the guy that, like, is the first one to prospects in redraft leagues, even though I, I, I love prospects. I kind of have a safer approach, and I don't like to waste a bench spot on maybe the guy comes up. And then you see rookies struggle hard all the time. Even Bregman, who ended up with a solid yeah. year, struggled really hard early. Trout struggled hard. A lot of guys struggled. Another guy I'm going to bring up later, A.J. Reed, struggled early. I was kind of going to bring him up to Anthony Rizzo, who had like 140 in San Diego his first yeah, year. I so that. I'm not like I'm not the guy that gets him in redrafts, even though I know they could do damage. Uh, Ralph, what about you? Are you drafting Mankata in redrafts, 12-ers? <laughs> No, I, I typically fall in line with, with what Hal said, especially if you're looking at a league like an RCL where your last few bench spots, especially with your hitters, they're totally fluid. You know, you're, you're you know, churning and burning those, trying to keep up with Mr. Albright so he doesn't kill you with the bad he calls. But, oh yeah, somebody, somebody like Moncada, I mean, look what happened with guys in A.J. Reed last year. He was a sure thing. People were drafting him, especially in early drafts, um, you know, before the struggles really came in. And even the same thing with, like, a Tyler White where people wrote him for a few weeks. It's just... I don't know. I'm not one to, to, to try to stash uh, a minor leaguer or somebody that's sort of on the cusp in terms of prospect status. You know, I'll wait till somebody else drops them and try to scoop them up or try to grab somebody, you know, as they're called up. Um, and you're never really sure how they're going to acclimate to the majors either. So in those sort of redraft leagues, I tread lightly. I try to find, you know, decent floor guys, guys I know are going to be able to produce for me. All right, so all these guys are pretty much guys to star on your player list, but not you're you're not going out and drafting them. Agreed. Yeah, the only one I'm probably drafting is Andrew Benintendi. Okay, well, and yeah, playing, you know, yeah, starting. yeah, which which I kept off because I wanted to talk all guys that are going to start in the minors. Uh, guys, you have on both of your lists as well are Lewis Brinson, who I think everyone has kind of an idea of. We talked to him a little bit with uh, Harold earlier in the show. Tell me a little bit about Tyler O'Neill. I don't know a ton about him. What kind of impact is he going to make this year? How much did how much did Harold know baseball? Is he a big baseball fan? Yeah, he's huge. He he really? was going you know deep into the pro. He talked about Mejia. He, he was likes, the season uh, one winner, right? Yeah, yeah, season one of Top Chef, and he's uh, I actually how he got uh, got hooked up with us is he bought Gray. What kind of shirt did did Harold buy? Oh, he uh, he's in a league with Keith Law, and he bought a Rasball league because Keith Law knows that we make fun of him. So he wanted <laughs> he want, he want, so he wanted to go to the draft in a Rasball t shirt just to fuck with Keith Law, just to troll Keith Law. <laughs> yeah, so, he's nice. trolling Keith Law, which is awesome. <laughs> So, yeah, so, yeah, Harold knows his stuff. So, um, awesome. But, yeah, what, what is Tyler O'Neill going to do? I, I don't know a ton about him. I don't know if there's been a lot talked about him in the, the regular show circles. Tell me about him. Well, well you, could watch, you could watch him hit a homer off Clayton Kershaw, which just <laughs> down, like, last this week. So that, that's Friday. awesome to see. Oh, there you go. So uh, when do you think he's going to be called up, and what do you think he can do this year? Oh, man. When is he going to be called up? I know. i got to ask the <laughs> annoying question. I, the truth is I don't know. If I, if I had a guess, maybe sometime around midseason, I would, I would bank on, as me, if I'm picking him up, I would just bank on homers with a low average. You know, maybe he could do more. But for just this year, that's kind of what I'd be giving him. Wow. I, didn't, uh, I never heard of him before, and I just looked up his 
minor league stats. He's insane. Yeah. Oh, I've been, I mean, I've been his, been his minor league stats are mind-numbing. Holy crap! Yeah, yeah just, you just should so look at him. Great, you would love to get a look at him. He's, he's the son of like a bodybuilder, so his body—he's like a beast. He's like five ten by five ten. He's 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 an animal. Oh my God! Don't tell Gray that he's there's another Giancarlo Stanton type. Well, short, short. I thought he was the. Uh, on the, you guys watch the Amazing Race? All right, I'm going off topic. <laughs> Go <ahead>. <laughs> no, <laughs> shocker. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. Oh, by the way, before I forget, Hal, I really appreciate you talking up the uh, my book that I uh, I started selling on Razzball. I appreciate that. Really, that was that was cool of you. I, yeah, didn't, no uh, I didn't hear Ralph say anything, but I heard you talk about it. <laughs> Ralph tried to bring me down comparing you to Paris Hilton and shit. I was giving yeah, you like, no, oh. I know. I, I heard all. That. I heard it all. I I listen. I listened to it. I I don't have a uh, a Ralph mute button yet, so we'll. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, it wasn't that bad. He, he, I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I don't read James. James Franco's literary works. I, I wasn't familiar. <laughs> so when I heard that, I was like, is that a good comp or a bad comp? A good comp. How compared me to James Franco? <laughs> James, James Franco's that, book. Probably who I'm the only one who's read it, but it's a similar. Give me a break. I thought it was. I thought it was, it was similar. No, I had never read it. I didn't even know it was similar. Is yeah, it similar? No one's read it. But it's like, <laughs> no one's read it. It's a decent book. Everyone loves to hate James Franco, though. He's like an easy guy to hate on, but he's talented. Yeah. 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 Well, now like, that now that you've compared me to him, yeah, he's really <laughs> fucking talented. <laughs> All right, I'm, uh, I'm going back on mute. Uh, <laughs> uh, you guys both have Josh Hader. I like him as well. Obviously, a little homerism there. Ralph, you have Tyler Glass now, and help. You don't have Glass now. What's uh, what's up with that, help? Really, nothing that uh, interesting. I just came up with ten names because it's so hard to rank these guys. Yeah, Glass. <laughs> He could easily be one of the ten. <laughs> okay, so you think he could st- come up fairly soon? It's still. I mean, a lot of people are still drafting him. I'm not as huge on him for this year. I still like the upside, but mm. I don't know. Yeah, he was my last name on the list. I was. I kind of bounced around a few different guys because there are some players that I do like that are going to probably break camp. Um, so he was somebody that I just thought you know he could tweak a few things. He had a good start yesterday. Um, or Sunday, excuse me. I, you know, I, I think there's potentially a, a chance that this changeup that we're hearing all this about, that he's, he's made these adjustments, and yeah. maybe he na- he takes a step forward. I'm not so sure, but he can maybe string together some good games, get you some strikeouts. But uh, he's probably the best arm that's going to start in the minors. I'd put him ahead of Lucas Giolito and some of the other uh, highly wow. touted arms that have uh, lost a little bit of shine over the last uh, year plus. Yeah. Um- I was really excited, Help, that you had A.J. Reed. I know you mentioned him for a second. I saw him hit an absolute moonshot home run in my spring adventure this year, which was awesome. And I just got him in the 30th-some-odd round in NFBC. I was really happy for that. Do you think Reed's going to be up sooner than later? You know, I really added him more because I just loved hearing about how he lost weight in the offseason and he worked on his bat speed, which were the two criticisms that he's been getting all offseason. So I thought it was just really cool he came into camp. He impressed the coaches with that. He's having a great spring training. He still doesn't have a spot, but, you know, he forces the issue. The Astros are making a playoff push. It's going to get cutthroat. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they would hesitate to bench, uh, you know, Gurriel or maybe uh, Marwan Gonzalez if, if Reed could, you know, carve out a role for himself. So it's possible, but 
again, I don't want to like pretend I know when these guys are coming up. Let me see. Can we can we all just agree that we think Guriel is going to uh, flame out? That he is not going to be very good. I've been on that bandwagon. Yeah. yeah, I don't think anyone really loves him. Maybe it's a maybe it's a counterculture call. You uh, when, against the grain. When when Ralph comes back from his family dinner, we'll ask him to. <laughs> no, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I. I'm not. I'm not going all in. I'm not drafting him anywhere, even in like uh, dynasty leagues where I can get him in like the thirtieth overall pick in a first year player draft. Me, Halp uh, and I are in a thirty team together, and he lasted relatively long. Like, there were some guys that were like eighteen year old prospects that went before him and i mean i wasn't all that interested in adding him i don't own him anywhere um i mean he could hit i i'm i'm not going to say he's not going to be a hitter I'm, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that you know he was a great hitter for a long time he comes from a highly touted family he's got the pedigree people that have seen him play over the years say that he's a good hitter maybe the rust is off and we'll see what happens but you know i, I don't think it's like an insurmountable uh, obstacle for reed to overcome or anything like that yeah i think the uh yeah, you know, the big thing I think is he is he was great in Cuba, no doubt. But it's now like maybe five or six years since he even played a full season. I mean, he's he's thirty two, going on thirty three this year. In June, he'll turn thirty three. I just don't see him really being anything more than a guy. Is uh, maybe he goes into a platoon? I don't know. I just I don't real. I'm not feeling the Uleski Guerrero. But I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Sorry, continue. I'm going back to muting. <laughs> uh, so you both have Cody Bellinger. I think there's a lot been talked and written about him. So I don't want to stay on him too long. But if Adrian Gonzalez is healthy, are they gonna push an outfielder to play him? Yeah, I think so. I think that there could definitely be an opportunity for him there. Um, I, I, you know, I don't think it's gonna happen right away. He struggled pretty mightily in spring. He's had some issues with the strikeouts, but. He goes down to the PCL and he's killing it in Oklahoma City. Uh, I don't, I don't see them hesitating to bring him up, uh, particularly with uh, AL, you know, inter inter league games all throughout the season. They could move Adrian Gonzalez uh, to the DH spot for some games, give him a little bit of rest, give his legs a rest. And Bellinger is an outstanding defensive first baseman. He can play both corner uh, outfield slots, and there are some scouts that think he can play center field as well. So wow. I think. It, fit into the mix there, and I think his versatility is one of the reasons that I think he could come up uh, and he'll have an opportunity there. You know, I think he'll struggle a little bit with the strikeouts, especially against Major League pitching early on, but uh, he will hit homers and he will get hot. He's one of these guys that he seems to struggle the beginning of every season, and then it seems like May 1st, June 1st comes around, all of a sudden he, he turns on a switch and just starts crushing the ball. So if he starts raking and, and he gets in a hot streak, we'll see what happens. And Adrian Gonzalez just tweaked his elbow on like a check swing. I yeah, think. I saw he's uh, yeah. minorly injured. So as we were as we were talking, no, I think maybe I, <laughs> I checked Roto World like an hour before the show. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, I mean, I remember you saying on your podcast, Help, that you weren't as big a Bellinger guy. Uh, you're in the REL with me, and you own Bellinger. Want to make a little uh, on air trade? Sure, I, I value all my guys objective on their objective value, top five prospects. So, so yeah, well, well, I guess what what, what do you need on your uh, I mean, Dodgers for, team? I do like Bellinger, but yeah, I don't have him in the top ten because I think you know some of the stuff Ralph mentioned, maybe some strikeout issues with his you know extreme uppercut and high effort swing. But uh, what I mean, I we, who's your best? Do you have Lewis Brinson? No, the uh, the Pirates does do they uh, they traded McCutcheon for Brinson. 
He's definitely available if I can get a good package, but uh, uh, even even where even where I have him in like twenty five, I mean that's still a tough. Yeah, we'll talk off air. I'll try to schmooze you with uh, with some uh, champagne and some caviar, along with uh, Willie Peralta, maybe. Don't really? fish, don't, <laughs> fish eggs is not going to sway me. <laughs> Um, so a couple other guys on Ralph's list, Jesse Winker, Nick Williams, uh, real quick on those guys, anything you want to add to what people might know of them? Yeah, you know, with Winker, I think if you're, especially if you're in an OBP league, he's an on-base machine. This guy, um, you know, always had high walk rates, had a little bit of a wrist injury that I know helps, helps sway me quite a bit on Winker. So I'm, uh, I'm surprised he's not on the list, but I think that he can eventually work his way uh, into the Cincinnati outfield picture, wouldn't be shocked if you know by July he's an everyday starter. Uh, he can hit. His big issue has been defense and questions of his power. Had a wrist injury last year. We think it sapped the power a little bit, but it seems like everybody's hitting more homers once they get up to the majors. And it doesn't hurt that he's going to get to do his damage in Great America Ballpark too for his home games. So I think Winker might be a, a, a decent bet. You know, throw your money behind. And the other guy being Nick Williams. Williams um, was a man crush of mine. He was very high on my top 100 preseason last year. I actually went uh, to the local AAA affiliate of the Red Sox around here and uh, watched an entire series versus the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs uh, with Nick Williams on it. And I was really not impressed. It seemed like he swung at everything. When he did make contact, he made great contact. But the problem was he wasn't taking enough pitches. He wasn't waiting for his pitch. Seems like he's made some adjustments there uh, in spring training. He looked very good. All the reports, the scouting reports, everything sounds good. Um, so I, I think there's an opportunity for him in Philadelphia uh, to get into the mix in that outfield. And he can hit. It's just a matter of, you know, whether he can make adjustments uh, to major league pitching, I think is still the question. But he's a great athlete. He's one of these guys, if you watch him in batting practice, you would, you would think he was, you know, the number one prospect in baseball. Isn't the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs, isn't that where you can get a bacon hat? Yeah, Bacon USA. They had the bacon hats on. My, my kids were loving it. Um, yeah, that's one of those minor league hats that you need to own. It's great. Now, is it, is it, is it a hat or is it, is it an edible hat? Is it legit no, bacon it's, uh, you can eat? It actually, it's, I don't know if it's an edible hat. I mean, they wear, <laughs> as far as I know, they don't wear uh, bacon glistened helmets on the field or anything like that. But no, it's, it's, a, it's a piece of bacon, a slab of bacon on the hat. And then on the shirts, they had they said Bacon USA on them, actually. Uh, pretty awesome. For, for the nice. record, Ralph, before the show, was talking about watching a show on people being addicted to eating the foam from pillows. So I'm going to go ahead and that say is that true. is edible. That More is edible true. than what we were talking about before. <laughs> yeah, my strange addiction. that I, I eat uh, unedible hats that I call edible. Next. <laughs> uh, last couple guys I want to get to real quick. Uh, guys, I don't know much about, so I wanted to get your thoughts. Help. Franklin Barreto. I feel like I've heard the name, but I don't know much about him. Tell me about him, who he plays for, what he can, might be able to do this year. So Barreto's claim to fame is that Billy Bean got him in the Josh Donaldson trade, which basically has probably the biggest you know, mark against Bean's reputation so far. So I have him on the list because, one, Bean already mentioned that Barreto is definitely uh, an option for this season. He's looked great in spring training. He's hit like 481 this spring. And second base, the only thing standing between... Uh, Barreto in playing time is Jed Lowry. So obviously any fantasy player knows he's clearly very unreliable. Uh, he has had some good years. Maybe he puts together a decent year. But I think Bean wants to show something from that Donaldson trade. And if Barreto's looking good, uh, Lowry's looking eh, I think they're going to make the move. And, and this guy could, he's got a little power. He's got speed. He could hit. He could do a little bit of everything. 
Yeah, 10 homers, 30 steals, and double A last year. Had another three steals and hit uh, 261 with rookie ball in a small sample. But, yeah, that's a, that's an interesting name. Someone to keep on your radar for sure. Uh, lastly, Ralph. Who is Jake Bowers, and is he all related to uh, Jack Bowers? Um, yes, he is related to Jack Bowers. He has uh, some superhero slash super secret agent DNA. Um, <laughs> I heard he's been working with the Russians, and now he's back now. And uh, he's been killing spring training with, with Tampa Bay. I'm a Casey Gillespie guy. I think he's the first baseman of the future, but Bowers is sort of muscling his way in. He's had four homers. Really the issue with Bowers, he's a great athlete. Another guy sort of like Bellinger but without the power. Great defensive first baseman, can play the outfield as well. So he's got that versatility that the Rays like. He's not going to burn a roster spot for him. He's young, though. He's only 21. Um, you know, had limited time above double-A so far. But he's looked great in spring training. He's really been impressive. And he's a good all-around ball player that I think there's a chance he sneaks in as maybe a better major leaguer than he was a minor leaguer. That does happen with some of these guys. And uh, he can give you sort of a varied skill set, especially from a, from a corner infield spot. Yeah, he's another guy. You mentioned Winker for OBP. I'm looking at Bauer stats, and his walk rates are almost always over 10 with a low strikeout rate. So Yeah, if you haven't gotten from my hate of, of Jorge Alfaro and my, uh, <laughs> my, my falling back on Nick Williams, I am an on-base percentage walk, walk ability whore. If you know how to uh, you know, uh, approach an at-bat and get on base and walk, um, I think that you're going to have a higher rate of success in the major leagues, so I typically bet on those guys. <laughs> Especially if they're wear- wearing uh, bacon hats, right? Uh, yeah, they, they, they could be wearing nothing at all. Just, <laughs> just, just bacon grease, and I'd be even more turned on. Uh, Did I say that out loud? I <laughs> uh, really appreciate you guys hopping on the show. Help, when does the uh, Prospect Podcast usually go up for the season? I think we're sitting. I mean, if Gray, if we could wake Gray back up, he could tell us. I think he's the man who uh, tells us when it's going on. We got we were Thursdays during the year. I think maybe we're going to. I don't really. I have like I have so little control over what you guys do. I I give you whatever. I mean, whatever you want to do, it's up to you. I think right now it goes up on Saturday, right? Yeah. I I just say I just say you guys should give yourselves a little space from. The glory of JB and I, you know, you gotta, you, you don't want to get, you don't want to get cold in this shadow. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's more yeah. like you don't want to get worried tainted. about following Harold. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think uh, whenever you guys want to put it up, whenever's best for you to tape it is uh, fine with me. I'm, I'm pretty easy like that. Uh, I enjoy listening to it on the weekends, though, to be honest. So I like where yeah. it goes. So, yeah, I like. I think we found our sweet spot with Saturday. I just want to say, Gray, by the way. Your book is phenomenal. Your first book is phenomenal. No, ser- seriously. Oh, my it's God. It's a tremendous, that's like, that's tremendous, worse. tremendous that's book. Worse. This book is huge. It's huge. It's, it, it's, it's the best. It's the best book I've ever read in my life. The oh best words. Oh, my God. The best that's words. so bad. That's, uh, like, that's no. even, worse than, even worse than not saying anything originally <laughs> is the, then giving faux praise later on. Oh, oh my oh, God. I'm serious. Serious. Wow. Hey, let me let me know when, when Halp is hanging out in your comments and talking about Crime Town with you, okay? All right. I'm telling you about my background. We're talking about Buddy Cianci. We're talking about Providence. Yeah, uh, I, I love, I love I got, Hey, hey, Ralph, leave us with a little freestyle if you don't mind. Go ahead. I love me some Ralph. Go ahead, hit it. Twenty-one tank salute the troop sick. Shrivel up your dick to the size of a toothpick with half the width. Your cliff past the split. Cause eighty percent of the city's rappers is really shh. 
spit Jedi Knight, crash the Death Star, posted up, pimping Ewok chicks to space bar. Rah, I'm Han Solo with Luke's sword skills, breath control of an alien born with fish gills. Dude, he's ill. I prefer dope infection. Your style's a little hairy like Chewbacca's erection. Oh, oh drop the mic. That is rapping, Ralph, along with Hal. Check out the, pros- awesome. check out the Prospects the podcast. Uh, now, now, Hal. <laughs> check Yo, out. Don't count taking over the mic. What's up? What's up? <laughs> check no, out the Freeport, Long Island. You should be like, yeah, boy. Hal. Throw them up Long Island boys out there. <laughs> Help the hype man. What? Right. I'm like, no, I could give him, like, I could be Ralph, yeah, I could be Ralph's hype man in the back, you know, give him the guns. The, the, hey, could I, you guys, why guns? don't you ever, hey, why don't you ever have me on your prospect podcast? That would be fun sometime. Whatever, why, why don't you ever do that? <laughs> uh, I don't think we know what we're doing this week. You want to come on? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Uh, I'm actually going to be in New York. All right, well, it's good uh, talking yeah, to you guys. Check out the Rasball Prospects <laughs> podcast. It'll be up weekly through the season to track your prospects. Ralph, help. Take it easy, guys. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. Later, gents. Thanks to Half for joining the show. Be sure to check out their Fantasy Prospects podcast. It is awesome stuff, especially if you're in Dynasty Leagues and stuff like that throughout the year. And they'll keep you apprised of uh, the prospects that are going to get called up and help you in redraft. Gray, this is the longest podcast ever. It is. It really is. I couldn't. Honestly, sir, I stand all day at a standing desk, and even during this podcast, I had to sit down midway. <laughs> uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Hopefully, you enjoyed this supersized podcast. We'll probably have another supersized one next week, depending on uh, the interviews we do and all that stuff. We've got some other stuff planned before the season, but uh, excited for the year. Hopefully, you have a, a good week of drafts ahead of you. And, uh, Gray, I'll talk to you next week, man. Take it easy. All right, ladies. Oh my god, that was like the worst possible time ever. What? What'd I do? I was, no, because when I, I have my headphones on all day and I'm listening to my iTunes and when Skype comes on, when you call, my iTunes goes away and I hear you instead and it was just about, I was at the point where Billy Joel was just about to say, Things are okay with me these days. Last new car, got a new job, got a new car. It was just about to break down with the uh, scenes from Italian restaurant, man. It was oh. like, I was on the edge. <laughs> man. I was on the edge of like coming out of the slow, methodical bottle of red, a bottle of white. Oh. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.